Jesus, we are so thankful for how good you are, for how you have made a way so that we can know you, so that we can have a relationship with you. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our trust. When we hear your word today, we already know that you are in this place. I pray that we enter these moments with obedience to you, that you hold us, that you'll do what you say you're going to do. We love you and we trust you. Amen. You guys may be seated. Well, good morning. Hey, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, and if you don't have your Bibles with you, we'll show it up here on the screen. We'll, we'll get to it in just a few minutes, but uh, first, just kind of uh, regroup. Uh, here we are in the new year. Uh, great year last year. Uh, we didn't come up with all the statistics and stuff, but man, lots of, lots of people have uh, stepped across the line of faith um, here at New Life. Uh, people who have come in and received Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life. And, of course, uh, Ryan talked about some baptisms and just all kinds of ministry happening, good stuff. Here we are. It's a new year. Are you excited? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? <laughs> uh, hey, let me ask you this. How many, and you don't have to give us details, or I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but anybody make any New Year's resolutions for this 2022? Raise your hand. All right. There's one. Okay. All right. Let me ask a second question. Anybody make a New Year's resolution? You didn't raise your hand the first time I asked you because you don't want anyone around you to know you made a New Year's resolution, and you don't want to be held accountable. Amen. I <laughs> see. Um, some of you I know are you're saying I actually didn't make a resolution in, in fact you're a little disappointed in yourself you're like I still can't believe I didn't become a better person in 2021 because I failed on my New Year's resolutions in 2021 so I'm not doing that again and maybe some of you are there uh, feeling a little down on yourself this morning um, or maybe you made a resolution something you know for example hey I'm I'm making a resolution uh, to work out every day or to at least consider it for a brief moment um, I, I love it I read one of my friends put some meme or something on Facebook said said I have friends that work out every day I will sit on the couch and watch a TV show I don't even like because the remote fell on the floor and I don't want to get up to pick it up <laughs> Um, my, uh, my New Year's resolution is to quit hanging out with people who ask me about my New Year's resolution. So, or you might be the one who goes, man, I, I feel like I want to make some resolution. I'm not sure what I want to do, what resolution it should be or whatever. Let me give you one uh, just as a suggestion. Feel free to use it. Here it is. In 2022, I resolved to accomplish all the goals I set in 2021 which I should have done in 2020 because I planned them in 2019. That, that would probably fit a lot of us, including myself. Um, but the reality is that many of us won't make a New Year's resolution. Um, the, the Journal of Psychology said that the reason people typically don't make a New Year's resolution is because of fear, right? And the fear is simply, I won't finish what I started. And so 
psychologically, many of us won't even make the resolution. And I, and I understand that, that fear. But if, if we approach 2022 that way, we're going to accomplish nothing. Uh, the reality is, and, and I'm going to make a statement that seems so simple. When I say it, you're going to go, duh, we know that. But the reality is you're never going to finish what you don't start, right? I don't want to come to the end of 2022 because uh, accomplishing nothing because I'm afraid of failure. Um, so here we are at the beginning of the new year. It's day two, right, of 2022. And the big question of the morning is this. What is God calling you to? What's God calling you to in 2022? What's God calling you to do? Uh, this morning, God is saying maybe to many of you, I want you to dot, 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 right? God is saying to many of you, I want you in 2022, I want you to dot, 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 and, and you fill in the blank. I, I don't know what that dot, dot, dot is. I don't know what the blank is. What, but the question is, what is it for you? Now, for some of you, it may be to make healthy choices, right? To be more fit or whatever regarding your body. Uh, Cleveland Clinic tells us that about 80% of U.S. adults and children aren't getting enough exercise for optimal health. I probably fall in that category. Uh, or maybe for some of you, the dot, dot, dot that God is calling you to um, is to make a career move. I don't know. Um, or the dot, dot, dot that God is calling some of you to in 2022 is to restore a broken relationship this year. Can, can I just say, this isn't really what I'm preaching on, but one of the things that you can do that brings glory to God is when you restore broken relationships. And that is huge because we serve a God of community, right? And anytime there's broken relationship, man, that just breaks his heart. And so maybe God's calling someone to go, man, you need to restore that relationship in 2022. Um, uh, maybe some of you, God is speaking to you, the dot, dot, dot for you is to become more generous with your time and with your money, your resources in 2022. Um, statistically, and there's probably some different statistics, in, in my mind this is probably a, a pretty gracious statistic. Um, in the typical church in, re, in regard to generosity, in the typical church, in the typical congregation, somewhere between about 10 and 25% of any typical congregation are biblical tithers, right? So what that means, if you're not familiar with the term tithing, it's a biblical concept that we give our first 10% uh, of our income back to God, um, and, and that honor, th there's several reasons me and Krista do that. One, it, it honors God, right? It, um, it's, it makes a very clear statement, God, you're number one in our lives. Another reason we do it um, is because uh, we want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, right? And maybe God's calling you to that. Uh, uh, an another reason we do it, there's another reason, let me think of it. Another reason we do it uh, is because it brings us joy, right? 
you know, you show me someone who's a giver, I'll show you someone who's living in joy. You show me someone who is a hoarder and protects everything for themselves, and I'll show you someone who's miserable. But, but maybe that's the dot, dot, dot for you. What's God calling you to in 2022? All right? Uh, God may be calling some of you to get off the sidelines and to get involved. For you, that might mean getting involved with ministry. That might mean getting involved with a life group. That might mean getting involved. I mean, there's just some people who come. They come to church Sunday morning. They leave. There's just no connection to anything else. And, you, you know, God's saying, man, you really, for your own health, for your, their own, your own sake, you need to get more involved, whatever that might mean. Maybe for some of you, the dot, dot, dot is, you know, you've never stepped across the line of faith. You're in church, you're doing good stuff, you're a good person, all this stuff, but, but you've never purposefully knelt on the knees of your heart and surrendered your life to God. And maybe God is saying to someone this morning, this year's your year. You, you need to make that decision. In fact, I'd be as bold to say, maybe this morning's your morning, right? To step across that line of faith. Um, what is it for you that you simply need to start? What do you need to get going on? We all, we all have something. Um, God is saying, I want you to dot, dot, dot. What, what is it in your life? We, we have this dumb little thing in our family, which we have a lot of dumb things in our family, um, where if we're sitting around a room with other people and we're about to get up and go out and eat or we're trying to motivate those sitting around us to get up and do something, we do this silly little thing. It's this, we go, someone will just randomly go, let's do this. You know, this real loud, awkward accent, just let's do this. God is saying to someone here this morning, let's do this. What is it in your life? Now, before I really get into the sermon, I, I have a, a confession to make. I have nothing new to say to you this morning. Nothing new. I mean, there's probably not one thing that I'm going to say this morning that you're going to go, oh, wow, that, that was so incredibly enlightening. I got nothing new. And, and I know some of you after church are going to go, yeah, what's new, you know, you know, and tease me or, or whatever. But the reality is this. You most likely already know what you need to know to accomplish what God is calling you to in this new year. You know it. I don't need to tell you something new. John Maxwell says it this way, and I quote, most Christians are educated well beyond their level of obedience. End of quote. Think about that this morning. The question in your life is not about what you know or don't know. The question is not about your education. The question in 2022 for many of us is a question of obedience. Um, I, 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 I think for many of us the question isn't about deliverance either in 2022. Lord, I want to be delivered from this. I want to be delivered from that. The question isn't about deliverance for some of us. The question is simply about obedience. 
Uh, the question in 2022 isn't about resources, what resources we have available for us. The question is about our obedience. I tell our team, we have everything we need right here and right now to do what God is calling us to do right here and right now. So the, the question for 2022 is, are we going to walk in the light that God has shed on our path. Remember, I talked about that a while back. Uh, the way God's will works is that God will shed some light on your path. And you've heard me say it time and time again. It's, it's, it's not always easy, but it's not complicated either, right? It's just you take a step following God's will, that light that he's shown on your path, and then he'll show more light on your path, and you take that step, and you follow God's will for your life, right? But too often what we do is God shines his light on our path and we go this way or we go that way or we don't move at all. And when we don't walk in the light that God has shed on our path, our growth stops. And so the question is, are, you know, for those three dots in your life, whatever they are, are, are you know, are you going to live in obedience in 2022? You know, I know it can be overwhelming, you know, where do I start? Should I start here or there? And, and so I want to help bring some clarity that's going to help us kind of get going this morning. And I, I want us to do that by simply asking ourselves the question, where do I want to end up? Where do I want to end up? Because when I have a clear picture of where I want to end up, when I have a clear picture of what the goal is, it makes it a lot easier for me to understand where I need to begin. And so to help us do this, I, I want to do uh, just a little exercise. I want us to each one mentally fast forward all the way to the end of your life, all right? All the way to the end of your life. Fast forward all the way to the end of the tape. Let's presume it's your memorial service for you, for me. It's just ended. People are standing over you eating potato salad and telling jokes, right? The question is, what do you want them to say about you? Because the answer to that question is going to help us know where to get going this year. Because remember, you never finish what you don't start. I want to look at Moses for just a minute as we consider this question. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 uh, you might refer to that as kind of heroes of faith, or you might refer to that as kind of the hall of faith. And, and God talks about all these different people uh, that have just shown great, great faith. They've been unbelievably faithful. And, and Moses is in that list. And check out what God says about Moses in Hebrews chapter 11, beginning with verse 24. By faith, Moses when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Verse 26. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Now, I want you to hold on to that, what God said about Moses, because I'm going to bring that around in a few minutes to us, to our lives in 2022. This is a powerful statement about Moses' life. That's where Moses ended up with God saying these things about him. But I want to tell you something. That's not where Moses began. Let me give you some context of Moses and his life. 
he, he was born a Hebrew boy. Uh, he was born in Egypt during a time that the Israelites were slaves to the Egyptians. It was also during a period where the Pharaoh was becoming concerned that the population of the Israelites was becoming too great and it was threatening the power of the Egyptians and the power of the Pharaoh. And so the Pharaoh's solution was to take all the babies, uh, baby boys, throw them in the river as crocodile food, as a source of population control so that it could secure his rule, right? This, this is what was going on in the world when Moses was just a baby. Moses' mom... Uh, when he's just a little baby, decides to hide him in a basket, place him in the river to hide him from the Pharaoh doing this to him. Uh, this is the very short version of the story. Uh, the Pharaoh's daughter finds him, takes Moses in as this little baby she found in this basket, raises him as her very own for the next 40 years. So you have Moses, this Hebrew boy, growing up in an Egyptian household in the lap of luxury. One day, Moses is out uh, 40 years old-ish, somewhere in there. He's out overseeing a job for the Pharaoh, and an Israelite and an Egyptian get in this fight. Moses steps in. He kills the Egyptian, which is a, a complete no-no in that culture. He buries the Egyptian in the sand, assuming everything's going to be okay. Nobody knows it's going to be all good. The very next day... Two Israelites are fighting, right? Moses intercedes. These are his people. And he intercedes with these two Israelites that are fighting. He says, brothers, don't fight amongst yourselves. What are you doing? And the Israelites look at him and say, who made you judge over us, right? What, what are you going to do, Moses? You're going to bury us in the sand like you did the Egyptian yesterday. Now, in this moment, Moses realizes that he's been caught and so he flees. He runs away from Egypt uh, because that is a major no-no to kill another Egyptian. He leaves Egypt for 40 years. Moses, for the next 40 years, is out in the wilderness being a shepherd of sheep. So Moses is in Egypt for the first 40 years of his life, living in the lap of luxury in the Pharaoh's household. Now he spends the next 40 years in the wilderness shepherding sheep. And then he has, now, now stay with you, are you guys with me? Okay. I'm not giving you a lot of amen type opportunities, but they're coming, so gear up. I'm setting the stage. Um, so Moses has this burning bush experience while he's out in the wilderness shepherding the sheep. He goes over to check out this burning bush. It's burning, and yet it's not consumed and he ends up having this conversation with God. And God says to Moses in that moment, Moses, you're going to go back to Egypt. And Moses is like, whoa, wait a minute. No way. God, you, you must be thinking about somebody else. And God says to Moses, not only are you going to go back to Egypt, but you're going to go back to Egypt. You're going to look the Pharaoh in the eye, and you're going to tell him to let my people go. Now, you have to understand, this is millions of people. This is the entire slave labor force for the Pharaoh and all of Egypt. I mean, this is a big deal what God is asking Moses to do. And Moses is like, I don't know about that. You know, who am I, 
Moses is saying to God as he's rationalizing, who am I that I should go to the, the, the Pharaoh and tell him to release all the Israelites and to let the people go? You know, God, what are you thinking? I can hear Moses saying, you know, God, I killed an Egyptian some 40 years ago. You know, God, I'm pretty sure my picture's still up on the Egyptian post office wall as Egypt's most wanted. You know, the second I get back, they're going to kill me. I can't go. Who am I? But then God says something powerful to Moses in that moment. And God's saying it to you today. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 12. And God said, I will be with you. Now, don't miss the power of this proclamation. You see, because too often, too often what we do is we discount what God can do through us because of past failures, like Moses had, right, when he killed the Egyptian. God, you can't use me. I can't even go back there. And we discount what God can do through us because of our past failures. But we need to understand that today God is saying to us, just like he said to Moses in that moment, I will be with you. Now, I'm not proof texting. I'm not taking this out of context, Exodus chapter 3. I understand that God was speaking specifically to Moses in this moment. But I want to tell you, it is a biblical principle. It is all throughout Scripture that God says, I will be with you. Yeah, that was a great place for an amen, just to start warming up. See, we got a lot of our, uh, we got about between the people and the luggage, we got about three vans of our young people gone to a passion conference in Atlanta right now. So I need a little extra help with the amens, okay? God is saying to you all throughout Scripture in 2022, I don't, I don't care about your past. I will be with you. And when we, when we understand who is with us, it gives us the confidence to accomplish what God has called us to, which we wouldn't do otherwise. We have to understand who's with us. Let me read just some brief scripture F excerpts about this God who says, I'm with you. Jeremiah 10, 6. No one is like you, Lord. You are great and your name is mighty in power. Deuteronomy chapter 3. Sovereign Lord, you have begun to show to your servant your greatness and your strong hand for what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do the deeds and mighty works that you do. Psalm chapter 47, verse 2. For the Lord Most High is what? Oh, come on. For the Lord Most High is what? The great king over all the earth. Psalm 96, verse 4. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Can I stop here for a minute? Not part of the sermon, just a total rabbit trail. But when we come to church on Sunday mornings and we sing and we worship and we dedicate babies and we pray, we're worshiping God. He's worthy of our praise, even if he doesn't do one single thing for us, right? For great is the Lord and most worthy of our praise. He is to be feared above all gods. Whatever God there is that planet Earth offers up, they are fearful of the one true and living God. 
That's who's with you. Jeremiah 32. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Isaiah verse 40, verse 26, or chapter 40, verse 26. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Can you even begin to wrap your brain around that? He calls each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength. Not one of them is missing. Listen, the God that we just read about, and I could read you a whole lot more, but the God that we just read about, the creator and the uh, sustainer of the universe, says to you this morning that no matter what your past looks like, there's a great place for an amen. No matter what your past looks like, no matter what has happened in your life, no matter what challenges you face, when I call you, understand I am with you. God is saying to you this morning that whatever those three dots are that's in your life, that, that you fill in the blank that God's calling you in 2022, that God says, I am with you. You know, as we talk about the need to get going in 2022, you got to understand that the confidence comes from, the confidence to do the things that God is calling us to do, whatever that is, big or small, the confidence comes from knowing who's with us. You know, I get it. 2021 was a crazy rough year for a lot of people. You know, maybe experienced the loss of a loved one and it's been a difficult year, especially through the holidays that we've just gone through. You know, perhaps it's the loss of a career that you thought man was going to be there indefinitely. Maybe it was the breakup of a marriage where you had a spouse walk out on you and you wonder what life's going to look like from here on out. You know, maybe, maybe you're entering 2022 with a medical diagnosis that, just to be really honest, just scares you to death. God is saying to you today, I am with you. And because I'm with you, it's going to be okay. And we're going to make it through because we're going to get started. We're going to get started on the things that I have for your life. In a few minutes, we're going we're to sing a song that says, if you're not dead, then he's not done. Right? God has something that he wants to do in you and through you in 2022, but you've got to get going. The, the cool thing about God is he says, just start from wherever you're at. Right? His grace is all sufficient. Forgiveness is all sufficient. His strength is all sufficient. We don't have to go back and backtrack and do all this stuff. God says just start right where you're at. The great I am is with you. You need no one 
or nothing more than this God to accomplish what he's calling you to do this year. You simply need to be obedient. You simply need to be obedient. I agree with Maxwell's statement that says most Christians are, level, uh, are educated well beyond their level of obedience. My hope is this. Could, could New Life Church be an exception to that rule? Listen, we've got to be in one of the most highly educated little communities in the world of Nazarene. I mean, think about it. We've got COTC, a branch of that here in our town. We've got Mount Vernon Nazarene University. We've got uh, Kenyon College. I also happen to believe that in Mount Vernon and the surrounding area, Mount Vernon and the surrounding areas, we have some of the, the greatest public schools out there. I'm, I'm a fan of our school system and, and many teachers and administrators and people attend our church who's a part of that system and, I, and I'm grateful. I, I believe we are some of the most highly educated community in, in Nazarene, but I'm not asking what you know. I'm asking what you're going to do in 2022. I'm, I'm asking about your obedience. Right? Neither am I asking what you believe. The doctrine and theology that the Church of the Nazarene adheres to is beautiful and it's full of hope. We believe the right stuff. We believe that God loved us so much that He sent His only begotten Son to die for us. And that Son, Jesus, had a choice, and Jesus was willing to go to the cross to pay the price for our sins. And we believe that God is calling us to a life of holiness in a world that's anything but holy. We believe that God is preparing a place for us even now for those who are faithful to Him for eternity to come. But I'm not asking you what you believe. I'm asking you what you're going to do in 2022. I'm asking about your level of obedience. We have uh, what I consider to be a pretty awesome facility here as a church. Any, any church would be proud to have our facility. Uh, but I'm not asking what we have. I'm asking what we're going to do with our facility in 2022. Because I want to tell you something. If we are not aggressively using this facility for the glory of God to reach lost people and to bring ministry and hope and healing in our community, in our world, then our facility is an insult to God. If we're not fulfilling his mission he's called us to through it. What, what's his mission he calls us to? For us, new life, here it is. Doing good and sharing the hope of new life. Say it with me. Our mission is doing good and sharing the hope of new life. That's as biblical as it gets. It's simple. The Bible calls us to give the cup of water. That's doing good. The Bible calls us to visit the widows and the orphans. That's doing good. The Bible calls us to love each other. That's doing good. And, and the Bible calls us to share the hope of new life. Not the hope of new life that comes from new life. The hope of new life that comes from who? Jesus Christ. You know, we have too many quarterback Christians who are kind of sitting, you know, armchair quarterback Christians who are kind of sitting in their living rooms and they're hollering at the TV, they're telling everybody about everything that's wrong with the world and yet they're not doing anything about it. They're not living in obedience. I, I'm not asking you if, if you think taking care of the, the poor is a good idea. I'm asking if you take care of the poor. I'm not asking if, if you agree with Jesus and, and what he teaches. I'm asking you if you live like Jesus. I'm not asking if you believe prayer is a good idea. I'm asking if you actually pray. 
I'm not asking if you think spending time with your family is important. I'm asking do you spend quality time with your family because that's your number one ministry. I'm not asking. And the list goes on. All right, so as we wrap up, let's go back to the illustration where we fast forward all the way to the end of our life. Fast forward all the way to the end of the tape. It's your memorial service. It's just ended. People are sitting there eating potato salad. They're telling jokes. They're telling fun stories about you. What if they said about you like God said about Moses in Hebrews chapter 11? What if they said about you at your memorial service by faith when they grew up? They refused to simply be a product of their environment. They chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin for a season. What if they said about you they regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than all the treasures of this world because they were looking ahead to their reward? Boy, I want them to say that stuff about me. Let me tell you something. I can't promise that 2022 is going to be a great year. I just can't. No one can. In regard to circumstances of our society, circumstances of our world, world in regard to circumstances in your life, I can't promise that it's going to be a great year. I hope it is, but I can't promise that. But I want to tell you something in the scope of things. Our circumstances don't matter. Because my hope is not found in my circumstances. My hope is found in Christ and Christ alone. And that is a great place for an amen. God is saying, I want you to dot, dot, dot. What is that for you in 2022? I can't tell you what that is. You know what it is. I've talked to you a lot this morning about obedience. It's not about deliverance. It's not about education. It's not about resources. We, we got all that. It's about obedience, right? I, I think if I could do one thing this morning and you forget about all the rest, you're saying, Troy, why didn't you just do that at the beginning? I, I think if I could do one thing this morning, it would be this. I want you to walk out of here with the confidence of knowing who is with you. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going to face over the next 12 months, no matter what your circumstances may be, no matter what experiences you will go through, I want you to walk out of here reaffirmed, reassured that God says, I am with you. I am with you. And everything will be okay. For the glory of God. I want to pray with you before we close in a song. Is there anybody here that just so I know how to pray. Is there anyone here that would say,
Metro, I know what the dot, dot, dot is in my life that God's calling me to in 2022. I know what it is, and I want to be faithful to him in that area. Would you pray for me this morning? Would you pray for me, Pastor Troy? If that's you, you don't have to share anything with us. Just would you stand up right where you're at and go, I've got that dot, dot, dot in my life that I want to honor God in that area. Is there anyone I can pray for before we sing? Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? It's just us and God. Anyone else? Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? I want to be, I want to be faithful. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good. Anyone else? Lord, would you help these folks who are standing? You know what it is in their lives where they love you. They love you. There's no doubt about that. But I ask that you would help them in these areas of their lives. Give them strength. Give them wisdom. Help them, Lord, as they proceed to be obedient. And Lord, would you help us all? Could I have everyone stand in this moment? Lord, would you help us all? Just be obedient this morning. Just to be obedient through these coming days of 2022. May we be close to you. Lord, thank you. Thank you in advance for what you're going to do because, because it's not about whether my circumstances turn out how I want them to turn out. It's about the fact that my hope is in you and in you alone. And so we just thank you in advance. In Jesus' name. Now, we're, we're going to close with a song, but it's not, it's not, I mean, our altars are open. If people want to come pray, we invite you to come pray. We love to pray with people. But, but, but the song we're going to close with is not kind of a silent commitment, kind of self-introspection song. It's more of a song of, let's do this! Right? God is saying, let's do this! It's a song that says, if you're, if you're not dead, then he's not done. Let's do this! Greater things are yet to come. Let's do this. Let's live in obedience. I'm going to invite Ryan and the team to come lead us this morning. Let's celebrate and worship him as we close. Can't get over my name